0: coming up on the Be a Nice Mom podcast. It feels like a monster. It feels like this very ugly thing that just takes over and comes over you. Welcome to Be a Nice Mom with Skills, episode 12. I'm Nancy Lucas, the Safe and Calm Mommy Mentor and a Conscious Discipline Certified Instructor in Florida. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at freeaudiobookfromnancy.com, freeaudiobookfromnancy.com. More than 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Please welcome with me today's guest, Shirley Felice, the family catalyst. How are you today, Shirley? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Nancy. I'm so excited. Well, uh, you're excited. You have been a woman that I have admired, I want to say really honestly, almost 10 years now. I don't know what conference. I know where it was. It was a homeschool conference in Miami, Mm -hmm. and you talked about the book, Love and Respect, which, you know, is an audio book I'll talk about mid-break, too. And I just admired the lifestyle that you led, how you led it, your sense of adventure, and of course since I'm a safe and calm mommy mentor at that time I was not a safe and calm mommy so I admired your calmness yeah i think by that time i had four four children So, you know, each children that was added to my life added a little bit of more calmness. Well, afterwards, you know, because at first initially I had to manage the mess and the chaos, but (laughs) afterwards I definitely added a little bit more calmness to each, you know, with each child that came along. But thank you for your kind words, Nancy. I've always admired you as well. I think you've been a persistent woman, a consistent woman. You just persevered in doing what's best for you and for your children. So thank you for having me on the show and for sharing me with your audience. Oh, you are welcome. And if you're... So please tell all my moms, what is it that you're an expert at and gifted at? Because I have a picture of you in my mind in a motorhome running a book business. And I know that's not what you're doing today, but you learned so much in that era of your life. So what are you doing today? Yeah, so... So what I'm doing today is definitely different than what I used to do, but that was the, the training ground. A lot of it when I, mm-hmm. you know, cause during that time when I was traveling with the bookstore business and doing a lot of homeschooling conferences and speaking, I was, I, that's when I first became completely connected with moms. I started hearing their struggles, finding out what was, what was, what they were liking, what was the lighting in, what they were learning, and at the same time what they're paying for. So that began a process of just connecting with the moms on a heart to heart level and knowing what their needs were. So eventually evolved, like fast forward probably I don't know, probably five, six years from the moment that you met me, and there was something significant, something really difficult that happened in my marriage. And and so as a result of that and putting all of those pieces together again for me, for the kids, for the family, for the marriage, I I found what I'm doing today. I found like the passion of 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 what inspired me to do what I do today and so basically when I look back on my past Nancy I saw that so much of my life like so much of my pain had come through family which is so ironic because we'd never expect that to be right we think like everything you know the biggest joys have to come from family and they do but at the same time because we are so close together in family you know parenting mom dad kids All of that scenario also plays the picture for the biggest amount of, or the potential for hurting one another without wanting to, right? So in child, like growing up as a child, I remember a lot of pain came from my mom, single mom trying to raise two kids in a strange country, you know, then you have like my dad who left my mom. I was very, very young. So there was a lot of pain from that. And then now that I was married, so much pain had come through my marriage and how so much pain I had given to my kids because of a lot of anger that i had held inside for many years for different reasons so i said you know i don't want to be i don't want people i don't want families i don't want moms and dads to go through this i don't want the children to go through that pain so what i did is i determined i said okay well i'm going to create something where parents can learn some simple pillars to really create a powerful and strong family so today i'm an executive coach i have an online course and And I'm just, you know, kind of sweeping the country with uh, this momentum of building powerful and strong families. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Then it's perfectly time for me to come back into your life.
1: (laughs) Uh, And
0: I know you have some really helpful resources, which we'll offer at the end of the show as well. But Shirley, can you tell us a story that it was a moment where you realized something needed to change? Yeah. Absolutely, and, and I remember this, I mean, there's so many moments like that, little moments like that, because there's no moment in a mom's life that we should ignore as being, a, every negative moment for a mom has also a positive moment if we allow it to be. But mm. I specifically remember one time, Nancy, um, my son, I, had, I was 18 years old when I got married. By the time I was 19, I, got, I had my first child. So I was going to college. By the time I was 21, almost 21, I was already pregnant and almost had a second child. So I specifically remember, um, I, I must have been 20 or 21 years old, just very young, very inexperienced, not a lot of patience, having never, you know, growing up, I never thought, well, I want to be the mom that has a bunch of kids. That was not me. I like, I want to work, I wanted to work corporate America and make it big <laughs> in the world, you know? So what happened was I was pregnant, like big pregnant, eight, nine months pregnant, and and with my second son, and my one-and-a-half-year-old, like, I opened the door to get mail or something, and my one-and-a-half-year-old ran out the door. And he ran out, like, you know, one to two blocks to where I had to run after him and chase him, and that's not easy to do when you're, like, eight, nine months pregnant, right? (laughs) You've been there? So, yeah. I remember just, like, finally catching up with him, and I was so tired and so angry. I just pulled him by the arm, and eventually when we got into the house, it was like I gave myself self-permission in a bad way to just blow up. And so mm. I, I, like, I grabbed him by the arm and I dragged him inside. But then once he was inside, he sort of like stumbled a little bit, and I, barely, like, I kicked him. And I know this, is, this has a lot of details, but I am very detailed just because I feel like people have to know the details of what we go through and how much pain there mm-hmm. is when, when things mm-hmm. experience. But I remember kicking him. I didn't kick him hard because I was, uh, somehow I came to but I I saw it almost like in slow motion. He was on Mm -hmm. the ground and I kicked him. And again, it wasn't hard, but it was enough for me to see the monster inside. Mm -hmm. And that was the moment where I thought, man, something is wrong, like I need help. I need help to learn how to raise these kids. I need help to not become my mom. I need Mm -hmm. help to not abuse these children. I need Mm -hmm. help. And mm-hmm. so that was that story for me where I said, something's got to change. I, I need to do something. I didn't know what it was, but I think for us moms, the first realization is in that story, in that place where we say something has got to change. Well, Shirley, thank you for being transparent and vulnerable because behind that closed door is where I think a lot of moms are stuck and scared and feeling ashamed and... Mm-hmm. And maybe not even realizing yet, something has to change. Maybe they're yeah. still like, hmm, I taught you. I showed you I'm bigger than you. You know, right. there's, there's a transition. And sometimes it doesn't always happen the first time like that. Sometimes it goes on for weeks or months or even years. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons that drives me is I have seen the ugliest side of me. And mm-hmm. uh, hated, you know, hated it, hated what I was doing, didn't know how to change you know, it took me eight years to make the transition, and, you know, as a result, me and my firstborn, we do have a challenging relationship because mm-hmm. I wasn't a nice mom when she was little, and I didn't have the transformation for me quick enough to, uh, you know, just create a safe bond for her, you know? So right. this is why I do, you know, yeah. Be a Nice Mom, and, and I have an anger mm-hmm. management class, too, because... Wow. Until you can uproot that anger and find yeah. out the root of it and move past, then we'll continue to exhibit these behaviors that, you know, none of us would be, would be proud to be on a, on a podcast and say, hey, look what I did. You know, that's not right. our point. Our point is to create vulnerability so every woman on the planet knows she's not alone. Even if that ugliness has come to the surface, there is still hope. That's yeah. I love how you say for every bad moment, you know, there's something good that can come out of it. It can be transformed, yes. can be changed. It could be. It could be, and it could be redeemed. You know, I love that word because it, it, could, it could come full circle if we allow it to be. It could be an agent of change for not just ourselves, for our kids too. I know that if I would have not had that moment as ugly as it was and seen the monster inside of me, and I have to say it because I don't know what else to call it. You know, it's ugly to think of that. We have a monster, but we, it feels like a monster. It feels like this very ugly thing that just takes over and comes over you. And, uh, and, I, and, and if I would have not had that moment, I would have not continued to look for ways to – I, I would have not started asking questions. And so mm-hmm. the beauty of what comes after that is we start asking questions. How can mm-hmm. I change? Why should I change? Who must I change into? What does that look like? And did you When you try one thing and that doesn't work, it's like, what else can I do? What else can Mm -hmm. I do? But just not stopping to persevering until you find the answers that work for you and for your kids. I know. My husband at the time, I'd say, oh, you know, we we can do this, and this is going to make it better. And then, you know, a few weeks later, it would be some other kind of diet or some vitamin or Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. book I needed or some resource. And, you know, God bless him. He, you know, we did what we needed to do to to fix the problem. So... Now, you know, like you, there was a bridge, we've come across that bridge, and there's some kind of skill that you discovered or or some inside information you have that our lovely women friends on the other side of the bridge, you know, might find some light in. What skill do you wish, you know, moms could have for themselves? Okay. I love that question, Nancy, by the way. because like, you know, moms don't need to get a lot of different overwhelming answers, like of all the things we did. I love that it's just one thing, and if this one thing that I'm going to say resonates with the moms that are listening, then this may just be where these moms can find the freedom, you know, into what they're looking for. So, you know, there's a lot of practical answers to that, but I feel like the one that brought in the deepest transformation for myself, for my children, for for our family is the skill of emotional health. Developing in a hunger for wanting to know what does that look like? What is emotional health? You know, up to some point, emotional health is something that we left to mental health counselors, to therapists, to psychologists. But I tell parents, we're living in times today where we cannot leave it up to the psychologist, to the counselor, to the therapist, to the the psychiatrist to handle our problems alone. In other words, those are great partners when we need to pursue them, but we shouldn't wait to be in crisis to get to the point of learning about emotional health. I mean, think about it. If we learn about physical health because we understand that we're growing as human beings, why not learn about emotional health because our emotions, our soul is also growing as well, right? So there has to be that component that says, well, I understand that our physical bodies are growing, but our emotional bodies, quote unquote, are growing as well. So, taking a look and saying, okay, what, what is unconditional love, right? Like, so just to give parents an idea of what emotional health, what is unconditional love? What are the what are boundaries? Like, Uh what does that look like? That's so abstract, right? Like, boundaries, emotional boundaries. When do you set them? When do you not? When do you let people jump over the boundary, if you ever let them? When do you, you know, what are healthy boundaries? What are unhealthy boundaries when you're trying to protect yourself too much? When is it anger that is kind of like a a justified anger? Like, you know, there's some anger that we need that's good for us. So when is it... An abusive anger, like just learning to know the differences between things. When are we operating out of control? When are we operating out of fear? When are we operating out of power, out of force? Like these were all questions that I started asking myself and looking for answers. And I believe that the more that I dug into that, into, you know, the more that I, I knew more about me and the better that I could, the more that I healed and the more that uh, my relationship, my, my interaction with my children improved. I mean, that was by far probably the hardest thing to do, probably the hardest skill to develop, if you ask me, the most bold and the one that requires the most courage. But for those women out there who are saying, you know, I have tried everything and, and then nothing is working or it's not working enough, I would say it's jumping into that skill of emotional health and developing and growing it, teach it to your kids. I'm just going to resonate absolutely 100%. High five, girlfriend. Thank you for saying it. Because Yay. that that is the transformation that, that took for me. You know, you can learn all the parenting skills you want, but if yeah. you cannot manage your emotions, those skills go out the window. And the, yeah. the two biggest impacts for me were conscious discipline, first of all, all of the work by Dr. Becky Bailey. And she has one book called Managing Emotional Mayhem. And she teaches you the secret message of every emotion. So mm-hmm. anger says calm down and change. Mm-hmm. The secret mm-hmm. message of anger is calm down and change. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize that change was one of the reasons I would get angry so often. And because right. my boundaries were so frequently violated and it yeah. was so hard to hold those boundaries. I mean, it, 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 it was ugly. And it was hard to hold those boundaries. And then, of course, because I kept wanting this change, I kept being angry. It was this really ugly cycle. So Mm -hmm. everything I learned in conscious discipline and then the other place where I really, really grew was a codependency recovery group. And Mm. people have a misconception of what codependency is. You know, they think, oh, you must be married to an alcoholic or a drug addict. Mm -hmm. And that's not really it. It's a a series of behaviors and coping mechanisms. It's a way you walk Mm -hmm. through the world regardless of who is in your life, he you will exhibit these behaviors at home, at work, in personal relationships. So I, I would really, you know, if, if counseling is not in your budget or you're not willing to go there, I would find inside the church a Celebrate Recovery group, and then that mm-hmm. Celebrate Recovery group will have a breakout session for codependency recovery. And if not that, then um, CODA, C-O-D-A, Codependence Anonymous group. Mm-hmm. It's a 12-step program. But those... Those yeah. are what helps me establish healthy boundaries, helps me understand how to look at myself and how to have, you know, part of the emotional health is having healthy internal dialogue. Yes, exactly. Empowering thoughts, not feeling like we're victims. Because, see, again, this, is, this topic is something that, the, the word codependency, right? Like you're saying, there's misconceptions about it. I think it's only about... You know, addiction or related to anything that has to do with, again, already crisis. But it's not. We need to know this stuff because now that I know what I know, as a coach, as a as a speaker, as someone that's mentoring hundreds of women women at a time, I can see it. So many people have these patterns, and the ones that need it the most completely are are completely ignorant to it because they again they think it's like, well, that's only for people that are crazy. You know, people that are doony, like. <laughs> That's not me. But, you know, it's like everything. It's like, we shouldn't wait until we're extremely overweight or something to, to get help on healthy eating, right? Like, I'm a skinny little girl, but I'm still wanting to work out and do, you know, do preventive, uh, prevent, is it preventive or preventative? <laughs> One of those. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. And like, you know, measures to make sure that I'm staying healthy. Well, it's the same thing with our emotional health why not go take those courses just for the sake of learning? You know, curiosity is something that we have to foster as women anyway. Um, It encourages learning with our children. So just be curious. Go pick up a book on something you would have never read on emotional health. You know, if you learn one thing, that's one new thing that you knew that you have in your emotional tool belt. And then now you can teach your kids. Because even though we might be okay as moms, quote, unquote, which we're not because that's why we're here, right? But, you know, (laughs) we... If we were, okay, well, you know, what happens if you have a daughter who then ends up with a guy who may be not the best for him? But you may have already those tools, and you can educate her on it, and, you know, she doesn't end up with with a disaster of a marriage. All why? Because you taught her tools to recognize what needs to happen. So we're living in times where we definitely need to take charge in those things and encourage people, you know, encourage moms and, and all people, really, to making sure that we we understand these concepts, we understand these boundaries. We understand what see how can we put boundaries if we don't even know where boundaries what our boundaries are. Because like, your boundaries are going to be different than mine, right? So we need to know that. Our kids' boundaries. Each one may have a different way to manifest their boundaries. But we need to understand that for them and understand it for they need to know for themselves and we need to know it for them. So these are all very, very important things. I agree. So I'm going to take this opportunity to recommend three mm-hmm. books for you, the listeners of Be a Nice Mom with Skills podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You can go to freeaudiobookfromnancy.com. Three books I'm going to recommend to you, surely recommended. Loving Your Kids on Purpose by Danny Silk. Loving Your Kids on Purpose by Danny Silk. We've been talking about boundaries, and there's a book simply titled Boundaries by Townsend and Cloud. Love that book, Boundaries by Townsend and Cloud. And the third book was introduced to me by Shirley many, many years ago called Love and Respect and Help Your Marriage, Love and Respect by Emerson Egretz go to free audiobooks from Nancy.com and check out any one of those books so Shirley, we're down to the wire on our program today and i know you also have free resources so would you mind sharing where can we connect with you how can we learn more i love your blog i know you've got mm. some videos and a training and any last thoughts sure absolutely thank you nancy so what, um, some fun resources, one fun resource that I want to give you is so basically, you know, my blog, like you said, go to ShirleySolis.com. That's S as in Sam, O-L as in Larry, I-S as in Sam, So people might pronounce. So ShirleySolis.com. They're going to be able to get a free copy of my book there. They're going to be able to watch a bunch of free audios and free videos, etc. So make sure that just overall you get acquainted with what I'm doing. But there's one particular... Resource that I want to give you that is going to definitely make um, an impact with what you do. And it's, I've mastered and created a blueprint um, based on these four pillars that I learned to create a powerful family. And these four pillars, I teach them in a training. So if you go to ShirleySolice.com forward slash training, ShirleySolice.com forward slash training, you are going to be able to register for an upcoming webinar. So that way you can learn about those four pillars and make sure that you learn what is it that allowed me, you know, my husband, my children to make it in this world, in spite of all of the dysfunctions that we had, in spite of all of the piles of laundry and craziness that went on in our family, and, you know, all of the things that I told you went wrong, but all of the things that went right. So these four pillars I found were foundational for any family, and and I've used them with hundreds of families now, and and, you know, there's always huge transformation. So I'd like to share that with you guys, you know, give you that as a gift for you mommy, And I uh, hope you enjoy it. And, you know, hopefully I'll hear from you and, and know that and encourage you in some way. Okay? So, Shirley, one of the reasons you were so inspiring to me is the way you were running your business at the time I met you and how you continued to run it on the road. Would you be willing to share a little bit about that? Because you're not, you're not a typical mom. You're not a mom that's home-based and, you know, two, three, four kids. It, it, it was, uh, and sending your kids off to school where you had time for yourself. I mean, when, when I say I admire you as a mom, you took on so much more. And I don't say this to put you on a pedestal to make other moms feel mm-hmm. less. I'm just saying, ladies, if you want to learn it from a pro, you have to know what this woman's already done. Oh, Nancy, thank you. <laughs> I love you. That's awesome. Thank you. We all need a little word of encouragement once in a while. So, thank you for those words. Um, you know, I, I just, like I said earlier, I have a sense of adventure inside of me. I think you said it too. And, and it's just, it's, I'm just a curious girl. You know, I'm a, yes, I'm 40 years old, but I'm a curious girl. I just want to know. I want to live the world. And, you know, interestingly enough, the moments that I didn't live the world, it was because of the lack of emotional health where I just limited myself and I lived as a victim. In, in some ways, and said, you know, I can't do this or I can't do that because of whatever reason, money, my husband, whatever. But, you know, when you met me, I was on the road with four kids. We lived in a motor home, and we would leave our house for five to six months at a time going to all of these different states and, you know, sharing our books with, uh, at homeschool conferences. And so from there, it sort of migrated to where I, I told you I developed a passion for helping families. And now what it looks like is, you know, all throughout the whole time, I've we homeschooled. And let me tell you, there were times where I was like, why am I homeschooling again? You know, in the midst of emotional chaos or in the midst of building this business, building that business, it was like, why am I homeschooling? Because that, it literally felt like it was the harder thing to do. But um, it was just what I knew was right for me and for the kids. I know it's not for everyone. It's not right for everyone at all of the different seasons, but it was right for me. And so as I built this business, I found that I didn't want to sacrifice my kids in, at the expense of me building this business. Like, you know, 10000 $20,000 a month was not worth it if at the end I didn't know my kids. So I've grown sometimes awfully slowly where I just didn't, you know, take off right away, but I was building the foundation all while being here with my kids and being home with them. So does, does that mean that, yes, I was more tired at times? Does that mean that I had to put in you know, hours at night? It didn't mean that, but it meant that I was putting my, building my business in order, you know, like building my life in order, It's like understanding my priorities and knowing that as a mom, these kids depended on me, these children depended on what I was going to give them. And so I never wanted to put this business before them, especially because being a family catalyst, that would be ironic right like oh she built Mm. this great business on helping families but she lost her family in the process so we definitely Mm -hmm. didn't do that and there were so many crazy times Nancy where like I said (laughs) I I would have grown to a, a bigger business but I kept hearing you know a little internal voice that said your kids are not ready or your family's not ready to go to that next step you know you need to work on family and that would delay me like three months four months five six months whatever but, um, but at the end, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm fulfilled in knowing that I've been faithful to them. And, but at the same time, I've been true to myself because those quote unquote delays have not been delays. They have been foundational pieces in building this movement of strong families. So mm. thank you for those kind words and, and thank you for allowing me to share that, that journey. Wow, I, I just couldn't imagine it, because to me, moving is so stressful, and, and traveling is so stressful, and you're like, no, hey, let's take it all on the road, and I remember you describing, yeah. you know, how many shirts you had hanging in the motorhome, and, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't even like moving my own stuff, and this woman is hauling cases of books, and having her kids, like, yeah. you know, be at these conferences, and, and trusting them, and wow, it, you know, so if, if you can be calm and nice under those yeah. extremes, then you're the kind of woman that I want in my life, and to learn from. Yeah. So thank you so much, Shirley. Thank you for blessing our moms today. And I just wish all of you well and take care.